Hi, I'm Jordan Laurel, and welcome to my show where we make the human experience magical through mental health, mindset, and manifestation. My story is one of radical transformation and rebirth. From depressed, disempowered, and dependent to flourishing within an incredible life I've created, this podcast is me sharing my process of overcoming and creating a magical human experience to help support you as you do the same. Tune in every Monday to feel empowered through stories, wisdom, and lots of super practical tips. Because I am proof, you can change your entire life and manifest a life beyond your wildest dreams. Welcome to the Magical Human Experience Podcast. Welcome back to the podcast, friends. I hope you guys had a great weekend. I hope you're adjusting to the clock changing. (laughs) It wasn't as bad as I was expecting, but it was kind of rough. I... Yeah, I went to a a running class this morning, though. This is Sunday. And it definitely helped me kind of adjust quicker and get over that hump. But yeah, I'm kind of having mixed feelings about it because I've been naturally waking up at 6 a.m., which I have been loving. I always told myself and thought I wasn't a morning person. And I'm actually loving being a morning person lately. But now that's going to be 7 a.m. And it was 7 a.m. that I naturally woke up this morning. And I feel like it's going to be really, I don't know, maybe that's a limiting belief, but a little bit of a an adjustment to try to get back to six, six thirty if I want to do that. But I am excited about the longer days. I love going for sunset walks and just, yeah, enjoying a walk at the end of the workday to get out, clear my head. And yeah, it's been a little cold and yeah, you, I have to get out around like four, four thirty lately. So it's just nice to have a little bit extra time and hopefully we'll have more sunshine and better temperatures as we get out of a really cold winter for California. Apparently it was definitely way colder this winter than it was last winter, which yeah, I was a little bummed because I, (laughs) most of why I moved here was for the warm weather and the sun. So, but anyway, not complaining, grateful, so grateful to live here and obviously still love California and do not plan on leaving anytime soon. But this weekend was so amazing because I was able to speak at a retreat, the We Shred retreat that I mentioned a couple podcasts back on my episode with Erica Stenz. She's the founder. She's a fitness instructor and nutritionist. And it was just such a pleasure to get to speak yesterday. It was so cool to connect with beautiful humans that are just focused on creating a life where they are thriving and talking about all things manifestation. We focused on money manifestation. It was so cool seeing some of them have breakthroughs with like limiting beliefs that they've had about money their whole lives and just was so, yeah, such a beautiful experience. And then we got to work out after and it was just great to meet so many kind, genuine humans. But between the retreat, I also got to do a live this week with Joie, which is a beautiful feminine French brand. I'm actually sharing some photos of outfits I styled from them on Instagram soon. And there's some more fun things to come end of the month with them. But I did a live and I was sharing three keys to next level manifestation, things that have just really taken things up a notch for me and locked things in for manifestation. But We did question boxes for that and also just talking with some people before I spoke yesterday and even in general, I feel like one of the most asked questions I get is, where do you start? How do you manifest? And so this is just so long overdue. 
I do have a PDF, which you can, if you want to sign up for my email list, it's in the link in my bio on Instagram. I will also, oh, it's actually in my show notes every episode too. So you can just head to the show notes, but it is a PDF and it just has a very, very brief explanation of the steps to manifestation. But I figured it would be really great to do a podcast and it'll still be brief compared to my one-on-one coaching program, which is 12 weeks long. And I just, we dive in and it's very personalized. I really help you see and identify the blocks that are holding you back in creating what you want in terms of money, relationships, your next level self, whatever you might be looking to manifest and help you step through them. Lots of homework and practices to support you in all sorts of things that are tied into manifestation like self-worth, self-love, your mindset, raising your energy, retraining your subconscious mind, all kinds of really just fantastic things. So if you are interested in going more in depth after listening to this episode, please let me know. My email's in the show notes and I would love to help you manifest whatever it is you are looking to call into your life right now. There's also a limited time discount in the show notes below. But for those of you who just like, let me dip my toes into this. I want to try it out. I want to see what it's all about. How do you do it? I wanted to record an episode just sharing my process, my steps. And I think you'll get a ton of takeaways, especially if you apply these things. I have seen my life transform and yeah, I'm excited to share my steps with you guys. So before we dive into things though, I did want to share this week's magic and that is the Do Not Disturb Extra Strength Body Cream from The Feelist. It has 500 milligrams of CBD and it smells so relaxing and has all the spa vibes. I love this body cream. It is so hydrating, super creamy, but it doesn't feel heavy or greasy. It absorbs quickly and really well. And I have used it on my back when I've been having back pain and I get relief for about an hour to two. It at least greatly diminishes the pain, if not alleviating it altogether, which is so helpful, especially like when you're trying to go to bed. And for me personally, like the back pain has kept me up before. So I love using this so much, whether I am struggling with back pain, muscle soreness, or I just want to feel really like relaxed and luxurious. So before we dive in, I want to, I want to share why I'm so passionate about manifestation and why it works. And for me, I'm so passionate because I have seen manifestation change my life. It has been one of the most empowering things I have incorporated into my life next to healing and trauma work. And healing and trauma work goes very much hand in hand with the spiritual practice of manifestation. I think that you need both to really thrive in life. But healing work, healing and trauma work, I really dove into that, uh, especially towards the end of and after my divorce, even though I'd kind of done some therapy and some work earlier on, I just wasn't, I wasn't ready until after my divorce. And I finally dove into it headfirst, super committed, and it, it did change my life and it did help me so, so, so much. It helped me learn how to regulate my nervous system and stabilize myself. It helped me learn to stop constantly numbing and disassociating and distracting to deal with negative emotions and feelings and hard things. It helped me to learn to start setting boundaries. It helped me to learn to stand up for myself, to start to understand what my needs were, to start being kinder to myself, to start vetting my thoughts and not accepting everything that crossed my mind. It helped me get a toolbox together of things I could go to when I wasn't doing okay. 
it helped me stop outsourcing or start to stop outsourcing, I should say. Uh, things like validation, safety, self-love, self-worth, all of those things. But I feel like it got me to a point where I was like stable. I was stable. I was good. I was okay. But I wasn't like, I wasn't great. I was, I was great sometimes for sure. And I was excited because it was definitely the most happy and stable I'd ever been, but it wasn't, it wasn't like thriving. And I discovered manifestation right around when I was moving to San Diego and it was after breaking up with Jeff and I was like, I'm doing this cross country move. I'm doing it all by myself (laughs) and I'm going to take this leap of faith. I really feel like this is what I need for myself and what I need to do. And I discovered a friend of mine, my first podcast guest, Andy Eaton, she had an episode where she shared her manifestation practice. And I was like, what is this? I'd always thought it was this like weird woo woo thing. And I was like, well, my life is not really what I want it to be. And I'm, I really want, I, I mostly why I was so, I guess, attracted to it was I really wanted love. I wanted like a healthy, loving relationship after having had a couple that kind of just were really not, they, they crashed and burned. They were not failures. And I don't believe in failure really per se. I think that they all played really pivotal roles in my life and helping me really learn who I was and step into that. And they helped me grow in ways that I I needed to grow to become my highest self and create the most abundant and expansive version of myself and my life that is possible. But yeah, I was tired of being in things that just like left me so drained and down and sad and like disconnected from my self-worth because of how I felt in the relationship. And so I wanted to manifest a healthy relationship. I wanted to manifest money and I wanted to manifest an apartment in San Diego when the housing market was really difficult and expensive. Although that probably hasn't really changed since then. (laughs) I was, yeah, I just wanted stability and happiness and love and abundance and just to to create the life that I finally was starting to believe I deserved. One that was just happy and fulfilling and had a lot of safety and freedom in it. And I turned to manifestation for those things and I got them. (laughs) I remember making lists for everything and I, I wanted in my next apartment a taupe kitchen and I got a taupe kitchen and I was just like, holy cow, like this, this works. Like I need to tell the world about this. It was just so cool. I manifested getting back together with Jeff and creating a much healthier dynamic. Like it was wild the way he was suddenly showing up for me and giving me the things that I had wanted. And I manifested doubling to tripling my income in Q1 of that year. And I, it was wild. I was so excited. But as I got further and further into it, I started to see that I was changing. I was happier. I was embodying this more empowered, in love with herself, in love with life, beautiful, happy human, more so than I ever thought I could be. I was less anxious. I was outsourcing so, so much less. Like in the time before I got back together with Jeff, I had gone on a couple of dates and I had gotten on Hinge and then I was kind of getting so excited with manifestation. I was like, I don't, I don't even want to go on dates. I don't really need a man. I'm I just am happy. Like I'm happy about this life that I'm creating and I'm so excited to create it. And I was just more and more 
becoming this person that I always had wanted to be, but hadn't really fully believed I could become through this work. And I started to kind of get excited about that. And I was like, wait a second, this is, this is wild. I didn't sign up for this, but maybe this is like actually even better than the things I'm manifesting. And the reason why it works is because you cannot do manifestation properly without releasing and rewiring limiting and often subconscious beliefs about yourself and what's possible for you that are holding you back, like massively holding you back. You can't do it without choosing to receive and believe that you are deeply and inherently worthy. And you can't do it without cultivating a mindset that is rooted in faith, abundance, and trust in both yourself and the universe. And that's deep work. That is transformative work. And I saw it transform me and my life. And it still does to this day because I am still showing up and doing these same steps over and over and over again. And I continue to see them take me to the next level and the next level and the next level. And I continue to see myself and my life change and up level in the most beautiful, rewarding, fulfilling ways. This work has not only affected me, by the way, it's also affected my family, my friends, my community. It has transformed my relationships. It has helped me get clear on and step into my purpose. And it has given me a cup that continues to be more and more full and sometimes overflowing. And my goal is to have constant overflow that then pours onto other people. I have so much more to give in so many ways because of the life and version of myself this has created. And so that's why I'm so passionate about this. It is it is a 360 holistic inside and outside transformation that manifestation if you're doing it properly, will result in. Okay, so how do you manifest? Let's dive into the steps. And these are mine. Lots of people have lots of different iterations of this, but a proper manifestation practice will include like basically the same principles. So if you want to rearrange these and come up with an order that works a little bit better for you or break it down into more steps or condense it into less steps, whatever helps you, whatever works for you, do that. But this is how... I kind of break it down and go through it for myself. So my first step is getting clear because you cannot get anywhere if you don't know where you're going, right? If you're getting in an Uber, you need to, and I actually love this uh, analogy for manifestation. I kind of think of it as I put in the destination and any stops and I get in the Uber and then I let the Uber drive me there, you know, but I need to know where I'm going, right? You can't just like hop in an Uber and like expect to get where you want to go without putting in an address. So you need to get clear on what do you want? And I really like to start off with dreaming big and long-term and dreaming big is so important. This is not a time to play small. And also you deserve to dream big. You deserve to get as abundant and expansive and unrealistic as lights your heart up with what you create in your life. Like do not play small, challenge yourself, Put every single thing that you could possibly want in the biggest, most brightest, amazingest, abundantest. These are not even real words. But like my point is do not hold back. Do not play small on this list. Do not disservice yourself in that way. Your desires are safe guidance. And I grew up and spent a lot of my life not believing in what I wanted, believing I was worthy of it, believing I deserved it. I actually thought it was bad. (laughs) But our desires are put in us for a reason. They are our inner compass to 
what we are meant to do and what we are meant to have in this life. And I can promise you, and I will talk about whys later, but you being happy, you being supported, you being healthy, you have extra and overflow in your time, your finances, your being, your love in your life, your support in your life. Unless you are like the wicked witch of the West or whatever, like you're going to be doing a lot more good in the world. You are going to be serving more people. You're going to be giving more to people. You're going to be helping more people. You're going to be spreading love and high vibes to people. I've seen this in myself. When I am being given love or support, it like melts me. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like I want to give back. You know, even just in the simple things of like, I've had some amazing women come into my life this year and they have given me a lot of love and shown me support. And I've been overwhelmed by the support I've received and it makes me want to support them back and do better as a human and just support everyone in my life better. So don't think that this is selfish. I think that is something that a lot of us fall prey to and it's just not true. It's just not true. It is not selfish to want good things for yourself and a good life and to go out and create that and to focus on that. I guarantee you, you will do a lot more good in the world with a full bank account, a full heart, and a full cup, metaphorically and physically. (laughs) Um, But anyway, I really think it's important to dream big and to not hold yourself back when making these lists. And that's why I do like to create longer term lists. So example, love. I made a list of my dream partner last December and I got really clear on who do I want to spend the rest of my life with? What do they look like? And then I made a list on my dream business slash job. Like what am I doing and how much money am I making and how does it feel and what impact does it have on the world? So long-term lists are great. Maybe don't even put a timeline on them because sometimes timelines can make us restrict ourselves and hold ourselves back and not dream as big. So I like to kind of make a long term and not really put a date on it. And that really helps me be better about short term ones because I also think short term are important. They actually help me personally and I think just most people stay in faith because I think that's the hardest thing about manifestation is actually staying in faith and believing that the thing is yours. It's, it's as simple as that and as difficult as that. But when I have short-term manifestations and I'm seeing it working in little ways in multiple areas over and over and over again, it's so much easier with the big things because I'm like, okay, this works. It gets to keep working and it gets to work in these other areas. So I think short-term goals are equally as important. But having clarity on what I want long-term helps me create better short-term goals and get clear on, okay, what do I want this month? What do I want this year? And you don't have to do it at the start of things. I just personally find that the start of the month is such a great time for me to reflect back on and see all the things that happened the previous month. I do try to keep track throughout the month as I'm going, but I take time a little bit each week actually lately because I just, I, I enjoy it. I love it so much. It just, it keeps me in the magic and It's just, yeah, I am just lit on fire by this stuff and just so, so excited about it. Like I actually really enjoy it more and more. And I'm in this headspace more and more and more of looking for the magic, noting the magic, creating more magic. But I do it a little bit each week. um, And as I'm going through the month, as I'm manifesting things or realizing I want to manifest something else, but I spend time every single month. And then of course, every single year. And I just, I like fresh starts, but you can obviously start anything, anytime, you know, it doesn't have to be at a beginning, but I think as humans, you know, we tend to like that and it tends to be a little bit more motivating. 
So that's step one, get clear. Some little side notes with getting clear. I like to ask myself if I really want the thing, um, I go through my lists and kind of evaluate, do I really want this thing or is it something that I want because I think it's going to get me something else? Like, so for example, maybe your friend gets a car or a boyfriend or whatever, silly examples, but you know, do you really want that thing or do you just want happiness, connection, fulfillment? Um, are you giving yourself those things first? Really great questions to ask yourself. Uh, and sometimes it's fine. You know, you want something because it's going to add happiness to your life. I sometimes just want pasta because it makes me happy. I still make sure that I am creating happiness within myself, but there's nothing wrong with external things adding to our happiness or our fulfillment, our feeling worthy, feeling loved. Um, again, I think we need to be the source of those things, but utilize those external things. I cannot tell you how empowered I feel when I put on a really good outfit. And yes, my job is to know my power and live out and act on my power, especially through manifesting and co-creating with the universe. But I love fashion and beauty because it makes me feel that even more and really embody that. So nothing wrong with wanting things, but I do like to try to just check myself and make sure is what I'm wanting, what I really want, or did society tell me I'm supposed to want it? Or did my friend's tell me I'm supposed to want it or did the way it's perceived in culture tell me I'm supposed to want it like there's so many things that we've just adopted and think we need or should want or put in our list or try to manifest and make happen that we don't actually want and it just creates a lot of dissonance inside of us because we're chasing something that isn't aligned so yeah alignment is something I really like to vet my lists for one last tip for getting clear is how do you want to feel I think that's really important to have on your list because sometimes we don't know the specifics or sometimes the specifics that we wrote down actually aren't truly what we want. I guess that's kind of related to what I just shared, but it's about the feeling oftentimes more than not. And how do you want to feel, you know, whether it's with this person or financially or in your career, how do you want to feel every single day? And if you can get clear on that, and you are struggling with the specifics, that will oftentimes help you get clear on the specifics. And I also just want to say to have grace with yourself because you might end up manifesting multiple iterations of your dream thing that are not your dream thing before you actually get to it. And to trust, I mean, my relationships, I can look back on my apartments. I was in like six different homes in the last year, six different ones. <laughs> and It was none of that was a failure. None of my relationships are a failure. None of my I I mean, how many jobs have I had? I was studying pre-law and then I went to classical music and then I was blogging fashion and beauty and then I was, you know, mindset, mental health and then now manifestation. And I think I finally found and locked in the balance of the internal and the external that I want to help people with to help them feel their most empowered and expansive and highest self. But it took a while, you know, but none of those things were wrong turns. None of those things were failures. Every single iteration helped me get more and more clear on what I want and what I need. And you know what? They helped me get to know myself. I didn't know who I was 10 years ago. I really didn't. And we learn about ourselves through these experiences, you know, whether they, we find that the thing we manifested really works for us or it really doesn't, you know, we, we, pull out of that who we are, what we need, what we want. And we also learn and grow a lot along the way. So just, you know, this list could be ever changing and ever growing or these lists, you know, allow them to ebb and flow and evolve as you evolve because, you know, we're not 
we're not set in stone, which is really pretty cool. We can change and become anyone and anything we want anytime. All right, step two, remove blocks. And blocks are pretty much always limiting beliefs. Like we think blocks can be like self-doubt, imposter syndrome, procrastination, perfectionism. We come up with all these things and they are blocks, but guess what? They all stem from our thoughts. And I talked about this in my last podcast episode was just explaining how our thoughts literally create everything. Everything comes from our thoughts and it's, they're pretty powerful. And I feel like the more I've come to understand just how powerful my thoughts are and how much control I have over them, the more I have taken seriously training my brain, training my mind, training it to have and repeat the thoughts that I wanted to have. And this step, it can, it seems so simple and it sounds so simple, but it's actually so deep because so much of our beliefs, especially our limiting beliefs come from our subconscious. We pick up a lot of what we believe in our earlier years. And so for me, removing limiting beliefs does require a lot of subconscious work. So for me, the first step is getting clear on what my limiting beliefs are. So when you got clear on what you wanted, you made those lists, what did you feel? What did you think? What came up? And you can continue to discover limiting beliefs all day, every day. As you go through the other steps, you're going to constantly come up with them. I like to write them down a lot of the time because then it's like, okay, we're naming this and I've got to, I'm going to undo it. I'm going to work through it. But yeah, I think that just getting clear, writing them down, or at least acknowledging them is so important. And then not judging yourself. Oh my goodness. I can't tell you how much I've beaten myself up for my limiting beliefs. And it's like, it's just adding to the problem. It's like, no, this, you know, we didn't choose, actively choose that we wanted to have negative thoughts. You know, studies show as humans, 95% of our thoughts are repetitive. 80%, 80, 85% are negative around those numbers. But that's a lot of negative thoughts that are on repeat constantly. And it's not going to do any good for us to judge ourselves or shame ourselves. So I release any judgment, any shame, and I forgive myself. I say I love and I forgive myself even though I am coming up against this limiting belief. And once you get clear on the limiting beliefs, you can really choose to release them. And sometimes for me, it's really helpful to figure out where they came from or who they came from. Uh, for example, I have had a limiting belief about money running out for so long and I couldn't figure out why it was so ingrained in me. And then I realized like that was kind of the vibe in my house growing up. Like, and it wasn't intentional and my mom probably got it from her mom. It's like, it's nobody's fault. And I think love and forgiveness towards ourselves and everybody in our life is the way to go. I can't tell you the freedom and ease it creates and this how it speeds up manifesting what you want. But I, I realized, oh, well, this was the constant vibe in my household growing up. It was like money is limited. Money might run out. We need to be careful. We need to be careful. And so I was able to kind of identify that and be like, okay, I, I give this back to my mom. And I realized that it's not mine. It's not true. I don't have to accept this anymore. I also find it's really helpful to disprove the limiting beliefs because they're very rarely ever true, but they come from beliefs that we have formed from our childhood and from past experiences. So if you've been cheated on every single relationship, you're probably worried about cheating, being cheated on again in your next relationship, but that is taking your past and letting it create your future. So knowing that that is not true, it's that limiting belief that I will probably get cheated on again. No, not true. 
if you can understand where that came from, you can realize like, no, that's from my past. That doesn't mean anything about my future. Um, or I'll even like create arguments sometimes to disprove limiting beliefs to myself. Like if you believe that, you know, you can't have a certain amount of income, well, look around. Are there other people your age, your gender, your race, your background, your, you know, I'm super ADHD. Look for examples that show you actually know it's possible. If they can do it, I can do it too. And there's just so many other ways you can disprove limiting beliefs. Like if you ask yourself, is this like actually true? Like is there some universal law that says that this thing is true, this thing that's limiting me? I'm bad with money. Is that written in the stars? Like is that a law? Is it in some spiritual book? No. Most of the time these limiting beliefs are just things that we have believed about ourselves. We've picked them up and we can let them go just as easily. Well, not as easy. And we can let them go. And letting go, obviously, it can be hard. And I'm going to get into some subconscious rewiring in the next step. But for finishing this up, for releasing, I find that sometimes it's really helpful to tie this to a ritual. So I will sometimes write out my limiting belief on a piece of paper and just rip it up or burn it. (laughs) Obviously, be careful if you're burning things. But it's sometimes a little bit more powerful to like physically destroy the limiting belief. Just like when I am meditating, I'll sometimes breathe out and visualize breathing out the tension or the stress. Like it just helps to tie it to something physical or some ritual. So that it, so if you're having trouble releasing a limiting belief, try that out. It might help you. All right. Step three is to replace and lock in. And this really goes hand in hand with step two. So now that you've uncovered all of your limiting beliefs and the things that are holding you back, or not all of them, but a lot of them, it's time to replace them and lock in better beliefs. And for me, a lot of times this looks like coming up with an affirmation that counteracts the limiting belief. So I am bad with money can turn to I am good with money. If it's hard for you to get behind the opposite, incrementally upgrade. So I am bad with money could turn into I am building a better relationship with money. I am learning to handle my money. If you can't get behind, I am good with money. Choose something you can get behind as you work to where you want to be. But counteracting the limiting belief with an affirmation is it's just a very simple, easy, powerful way to start rewiring your brain. It is scientifically proven to work. Every single time you have a new thought, you create a new neural pathway in your brain and every time you repeat that thought you are strengthening that pathway and nerve cells that fire together wire together so the more you think a thought the more hardened in your brain that becomes it becomes then an automatic default setting so repeating what you want to think and stopping the repetition of what you don't want to think is incredibly powerful our brains are changeable neuroplasticity we are not stuck in the same patterns but it takes starting to rewire your brain your brain creates chemicals that create feelings that create actions that create results and then those generate more of the same thoughts and feelings and if you want to break the cycle if you want to create something different in your life you need to start with your thoughts and that's why step two is identifying the ones that aren't working and step three is replacing them. And affirmations are proven to be empowering. They're proven to help us have a better self-perception, which is really a self-fulfilling prophecy. They're just so powerful and they work. 
They really work. I like to write them. I like to repeat them. I like to listen to meditations that have affirmations, you know, throughout the day. I'll check in and I'll listen to something on the Superhuman app and which is a really great meditation app. And they have like short ones, though, like it's not a meditation where you're going to drop in, but they're like two to three minutes. And it's just saying exactly what I need to hear and be reminded of, like everything is working out for me. My success is inevitable if I believe it's inevitable just the kind of stuff you need to be putting in your brain 24-7, especially if you're still struggling with a lot of negative thinking or limiting beliefs. And this does rewire the subconscious. It's a lot slower. If you really want to rewire your subconscious faster, for me, meditation, like dropping in, meditation where you're dropping in, so you're getting your brainwaves to slow down to delta, that removes your analytical mind. And that's how you're actually able to change your brain a lot quicker. And meditation for me has been working really well. I like to visualize while I meditate. If you can, if you don't want to meditate, you know, before you're going to bed and as you're waking up and you're sleepy, you're not like overwhelmed by these negative beliefs. You're kind of like open to whatever visualize then it's kind of the same thing and it ends up having the same effect. EFT tapping is something that I'm starting to dive into. That's really been helpful to me. I, I've noticed shifts from just a few EFT tapping sessions on the same issue. So I don't know a lot about that. I would definitely recommend finding somebody online, but I've been using Gala Darling. I joined her High Vibe Honey program, I believe it is, but she does EFT tappings every Sunday morning over Zoom with anybody who wants to join, and then you have access to them 24-7. I'm sure you can find videos on YouTube, articles online, Google it, uh, but EFT tapping is really fantastic. But the end goal of this step is really to lock in beliefs that are supporting you knowing you are calling in what you want. Like, it's inevitable. You are calling in this dream person, this dream job, this dream income, whatever it might be. Um, And for me, I find sometimes getting clear on my why is really helpful, especially not only why I want to do it, but why it's of high service to others and the world. I think when we are really good-hearted, empathetic people, we sometimes don't value ourselves and understand our inherent worth fully. And I am, I'm slowly getting there, but it still helps me sometimes to be like, actually what I want is going to help other people. And I know I mentioned this a little bit in step one, but your why getting clear on a why is really helpful in a lot of ways for manifestation. All right. Step four is becoming a match and becoming a match to me is energetic and practical. So this is where the feeling, the feelings come in. This step is a lot about feeling how you would feel once you locked in your manifestation. So if you had locked in, you know, say your goal was to have a six-figure year, how would you feel? What are those feelings? Get clear on how you would feel. Would you feel safe? Would you feel abundant? Would you feel wealthy? Would you feel free? Would you feel playful? Would you feel adventurous? You know, how would you feel? And then work on feeling those feelings and tapping into them as you're able to. I think, again, visualizations during meditation are really powerful for this. You're removing your analytical mind when you drop in to your manifestation, so you're able to really be in that 100%. It's really powerful for manifesting. But also, you know, for me, going to the Four Seasons and eating their, their I don't know, their spicy, sweet, salty almonds in their like bar dishes are oh my gosh they're so good I love going there I feel so abundant there that helps me tap into the feeling of abundance as does a massage massages help me feel really supported so finding things that help you feel those feelings and trying to incorporate them as you're able to um, even just like 
sitting down for two minutes at Equinox and like burying my face in their eucalyptus mint cold towels after a workout, I feel so abundant and supported and like I'm taking care of myself. Uh, it's just, you know, really personal, whatever works for you and you're able to do without really like putting yourself out. I highly recommend getting clear on those things and doing them as you're able. Um, this also goes for people and things and places like how do you feel after you spend time with someone? Are they helping you feel the way you want? Keep them around. If you're constantly feeling like you're unworthy, you're in lack, you're not good enough, it's probably somebody that you don't want to spend as much time around. And that for me, I call that kind of cleaning up the leaks, you know, getting clear on what things are supporting me and what I want to manifest and what aren't and how can I increase the things that are and decrease the things that aren't. Some other things that really help me with feeling the feelings, journaling as if I've already manifested what I wanted to manifest, expressing gratitude and writing a gratitude list for having the things already. I sometimes will just journal about what my life would look like. Like, what do my mornings look like? What do my days look like? You know, that gets me really in the feeling of already having the thing. Making a vision board can be really helpful. It'll also maybe help you get more clear on what you want. But I find seeing my manifestations, like seeing photos that kind of embody them, help me during my visualizations. They make me feel a little bit high vibe whenever I look at them. They kind of have me focus on the thing. You don't need to be too concerned about focusing all the time on your manifestation, but you want to keep it in mind. You know, you want to know where you're going and have that intention. And then the other part is a practical match. Do you have space for what you're calling into your life? You know, are you something that would be able to hold space for and keep this thing? If you really want an emotionally available man, are you emotionally available? Um, If you really want a bunch of new clothes, do you have space in your closet for them? And I'm not saying that you can't attract good things, you know, and then clear the space. You totally can. And I totally have. But this, but that can be a really intentional, but it can just be a really great way to put intention and belief behind what you're manifesting is making sure on a practical level that you are a match for what you want. Step number five is release. So staying in a released energy is really important when it comes to manifestation. We create so much funkiness and just struggle and sticky situations when we are chasing and forcing. The whole goal of manifestation is to become the person that has the thing. So then the thing is attracted to you, right? And eventually kind of my focus has gotten to being that person and I'm more excited about the person I'm becoming than the things I'm manifesting because I know they're just going to come. But that person that has the thing is not stressed out and freaking out about getting the thing. They have the thing. So they feel great. They're not attached. They're not stressing. They're not checking their email every two minutes to see if the thing has come, if it's, you know, or their text, if it's a guy, if it's a job, whatever. Um, They're in this like relaxed, abundant energy where they're actually present and enjoying their life, right? So that's the energy you want to have. I find that when I am really in trust, I don't ever need to do things that force my manifestations. And I find that whenever I'm not in a trusting space, 
and I, I end up doing things that force my manifestation, I push it away or I just create some like icky situation that didn't need there to begin with. It doesn't feel good. So staying in a released trusting energy is really powerful and helpful for manifesting. I also like to release the specifics. Um, you know, say your dream guy has like 10 tattoos and is six, four and has, you know, tan skin and sparkly brown eyes and, you know, all these things on your dream list. This ties back into the feeling like, okay, what if he's six, three and he has two tattoos or no tattoos? Like, are you going to be like, he's everything on your list. He makes you feel exactly the way you want to feel. Are you going to be like, sorry, not him. I am always open to what I want or something better. And I'm not saying you shouldn't have the specifics if they're really important to you. Just don't let getting so hung up on, oh, well, I was manifesting a tropical vacation to Tulum and I got a free one to Jamaica. Don't let yourself get so hung up on some specific that you end up blocking your manifestation. If, if you really wanted Tulum, again, stay true to what you really want. But sometimes the specifics, we don't even care that much. And we're getting the manifestation, but we're like, oh, no, it was supposed to be this. So, you know, you don't want to miss it. I also think it's so important to release the how. How is not your job. Your job is to be the person who has the thing. The universe's job is to bring the thing to you. So getting worried about the how is just going to cause you to get tripped up and not stay in a trusting energy. Step number six is take inspired action. And this step is very connected to step number five because you really want to be in this released trusting energy when you take action and inspired action is very important from activity I love this quote from Rhonda Byrne the big difference between inspired action and activity activity comes from the brain mind and is rooted in disbelief and lack of faith you are taking action to make your desire happen inspired action is allowing the law to work through you and to move you Activity feels hard. Inspired action feels wonderful. I can't tell you the flow that I feel like I am in lately because I'm in this energy of truly trusting and allowing the universe to work its magic. I am in the Uber. I'm on the ride and I'm letting the Uber driver, the universe, get me there. And it feels so easy and it feels so flowy and it feels so amazing and abundant. And it has required really letting go of my way and being really open-minded. It's caused me to do uncomfortable things, but they've ended up being so aligned and working out perfectly. Like, for example, I got to their treat yesterday and I was like, I got there 15 minutes before and I was like, I'm going to speak right away. I'm nervous. Like, and then I will, you know, hang out and chat with people after I don't want to socialize beforehand I'm an introvert I get drained quickly you know so I want to have my energy like really great before I speak and I find out I'm actually speaking at 2 30 not one and I was like oh no like I'm gonna be drained like all this stuff and I was like no this is clearly what was meant to happen I'm gonna accept and I'm gonna trust and I'm gonna go on this ride and I had the best conversation with Andy I talked about some things that I really needed to get off my chest that were just weighing me down and I was able to connect with some of the people at the retreat and I just felt so much better and I ended up it ended up going so well but I was like so attached to my agenda at first that I almost created a really stressful hour and a half before I spoke instead of a really easeful and flowy one so I know that's kind of sounding like it's more for the release step, but it's, that was the inspired action was to, to talk, 
to my friend who was there wanting to talk to me. It was to go with the things that felt right in the moment. And inspired action feels right. It feels aligned. It doesn't always feel comfortable, but it feels right. And it feels good. And it feels like you are, it feels expansive. Like, you know, when I'm trying to figure out what to do during the day, when I'm trying to figure out what to post, when I'm figuring out pretty much anything, it's usually the thing that feels expansive and excited and aligned that I'm meant to do. If something feels like low vibe or restrictive, I usually know it's not the right thing to do. And this can look uncomfortable. Another example, going back to my episode last week, I was so set on recording that podcast that morning and I was so anxious and I was just not in the space and I was like, okay, what do I need? What feels aligned right now? I need to spend time with myself, feel my feelings, process them, connect with myself, get them out. And I got all the inspiration and had a better podcast come out of it, right? So it doesn't always feel like what we're supposed to do, but it feels like what we're supposed to do, if that makes any sense. And then the last step is to receive. And this might sound weird. And I didn't think this needed to be a step for in the beginning of my manifestation practice, but I realized how important it actually is. How can you ask for and expect more if you're not receiving what you're currently being given? We're like missing out on life when we aren't receiving the good and not receiving the things that we're asking for and actually enjoying them. Receiving looks like enjoying. You are here to have a beautiful, abundant, wonderful life. You are here to enjoy your life. We create the stress and the struggle so much of the time for ourselves. There is enough hardship in this world without you creating extra for yourself. And I say this lovingly and to myself because I am the number one creator of struggle for myself constantly. Less and less so, honestly, as I'm learning to let go and really trust this process. Um, and just my self-love and worth work has really helped me in receiving and just being able to receive. Like, why is it so hard? Um, I was talking on another podcast with Jessica Zweig about this, but like, why as women do we brush off compliments? Why don't, why are we like, no, your hair is cute. Why do we not receive help? Why do we not ask for help? Why do we not let ourselves fully enjoy every bite of food, every step in the sunshine, every hour of sleep. Like we spend so much time not receiving those things and being like, oh, I shouldn't be doing this. I shouldn't be doing that. No, do it and enjoy it. You deserve to. And I can promise you, you will naturally find balance over time if you do this. I have been shocked at the way it has affected, like even just the way I eat and drink. When I allow myself to have and enjoy that bowl of pasta or that glass or two of wine, I very rarely struggle with overeating or overdrinking. But when I'm beating myself up for it and I'm not receiving it, I usually end up having more. <laughs> it's just crazy how it works. Like let yourself enjoy your life. You're allowed to. And that is, I think, how we create. That's an energy of abundance. And guess what? If you're in the energy of abundance, you're going to attract more abundance. And I think tied into this is gratitude. Gratitude is so, it's the ultimate state of receivership. Joe Dispenza says that. I have seen in so many other places, so many other manifestation coaches say manifestation is the most attractive energy you can be in, meaning it is a magnet for more of whatever you're being grateful for. So if you're letting yourself enjoy and receive what you have been given, 
in your life and each of these manifestations as they come into your life, you're going to magnetize more to you because that's the state that you would be in if you already had the thing, right? So especially if you're getting the thing, why aren't you in that state? You're not receiving. So it's actually such a powerful and important step to manifestation. And that's kind of a brief summary, believe it or not, of my manifestation process. And again, this has been life-changing. If you really give it your time and energy and go through these steps and make this a practice, try to be consistent as much as you can and not beating yourself up for when you're not. You'll be more consistent the less you beat yourself up, by the way. Uh, I think you're going to see a lot of beauty come into your life and you're going to see yourself transform into something even more beautiful than you already are. If you have any questions, you can always DM me on Instagram, shoot me an email. If you want to work with me one-on-one and really dive into the homework, the practices, have me support you in doing this work, let me know. I would love that. And in the meantime, I hope you have a fantastic week. You deserve it.